Welcome to Discovering You with your hosts, Harmony Patton and Sherry Matthews. Harmony is a professional dancer, an online fitness and health coach, the founder of the Paleo Ballerina, and the creator of the Eat for Acne Meal Plan and Detox Protocol. Sherry is an online fitness and health coach, a yoga and meditation teacher, and spiritual rock star. She's the founder of Live Free with Sherry, the creator of Discover Your Zen, and the Miracle Mindset Kickstart. Together, Harmony and Sherry will answer your questions and discuss a wide range of topics from wellness to nutrition, spirituality, mindfulness, self-love, and so much more. Welcome everyone to Discovering You podcast, episode four, about confidence and letting go of fear. Uh, As usual, we are so happy that you have joined us today and that you are taking time out of your busy schedule um, to hear what we've got to give to you. Um, We are always happy to be serving you and um, sharing our thoughts and knowledge with you. And it's always a privilege to connect with our listeners. And we're still such a new podcast you know, our podcast is still such a baby um, that every single one of you that's listening to this right now, really, we appreciate you so much. And um, please just keep engaging with us because it's really fun for us to get your questions and, um, you know, just for us to see feedback and what you're thinking of what we've done so far. We're only on episode four. So, you know, I mean, but at the same time, for some reason, a part of me was only thinking up until episode three. I'm like, okay, episode three. And then I'm like, oh, wait, we have to keep going. (laughs) Episode four. What are we doing for episode four? Um, You know, it's funny. But at the same time, I feel like now that we're at episode four, like we're starting to become... Um, adolescents, or maybe like before we were infants and now we're toddlers. <laughs> let me let me uh, back up a little bit there. Uh, but you know, our our podcast is growing up a little bit. And what did you have the other day when you we were next to your favorite balance bites and Shalene? Oh yes, <laughs> I was so excited. I mean, it's not like it's like a top chart or anything, but I was scrolling in iTunes, and as someone who just listens to podcasts a lot and always sees all these big podcasts in iTunes. Just seeing our little podcast show up next to them, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I mean, Build Your Tribe with Shalene Johnson and the Balance Bites podcast with Diane Sanfilippo and Liz Wolf. I mean, those podcasts have literally changed my life in so many ways. And they definitely inspired me to podcast at all but just oh my goodness so much amazing content there and yeah they're just life changers so I can only hope that we can affect people in even like the tiniest way like you know I don't expect to have as huge of an impact as those ladies um but you know even if <laughs> not we can, yet anyway right? yeah not yet <laughs> I'm not gonna limit us we can do whatever we want um <laughs> But, you know, like, even if we just help maybe one person this week, one person this month, one person today, that makes me happy, you know, just knowing that um, 
we're putting content out there that's hopefully helping you, but that is why it's important for there to be give and take here and for you to send us questions and feedback um, so that you know we can know we're on the right track mm-hmm. and that we're sharing things with you that you find valuable and that are helping you. So on that note, uh, let's do some updates. So Sherry, what's been going on for you this past week? Let's see, the past week I have Well, we both have, you know, groups that we're getting ready to roll out soon. So I've just been working on putting that together, which starts on Monday. And um, I'll be doing my next round of May Cause Miracles starting April 11th. So I'm working on that. That's always a lot of fun to run. Mm -hmm. And getting ready to finally move into, I hope, full-blown spring. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) So, uh, I just celebrated Matt's birthday. Um, That was fun. Um, It's nice that uh, we can still, like, after 13 years, we still take time to celebrate. So, I guess that's a good thing. That's cute. I think that's nice. So, we celebrated his birthday, and then... Yeah, other than that, just, um, I don't know, just trying to stay on track with mm-hmm. my own stuff in life. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited about this topic this week as far as, you know, confidence and letting go of fear. It's definitely um, a topic that I love to share just because I think we both today will be able to speak from experience on things that have personally blocked us or held us back. And, you know, really getting through those humps and hurdles and breaking down those walls is huge. Yeah, absolutely. What's been going on with you? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I've I've already updated Sherry personally. You know, when I get here, I have to dish everything to her. So (laughs) by the time we start podcasting, for her, it's usually a repeat. Um, I talk too much. It's a problem. But anyway, uh, let's see. The past week. Wow. Last week feels so long ago. We had just found little baby puppy Charlie at that point like the day before, that Wednesday before. Um, so if you didn't tune in to last week's podcast, one of my good friends, Kelly, she found this little abandoned puppy last Wednesday. And um, she called me and pretty much asked if my husband and I could watch him because she knew she knows that we both work from home. So, you know, we have time to kind of be home with the puppy and care for him. And we also already have a Yorkie, and it's a little... Um, this little guy turned out to be a Morky, which is like a mixture of a Maltese and a Yorkie. Um, but yeah, so she knew that we already had a Yorkie and she, you know, had a hunch that he might fit in well with us. So we took him home, um, you know, kind of waiting for his owners to put up some signs or flyers or something. Anyway, so long story short, the week was definitely like super active. We went on multiple like little hikes and adventures <laughs> with Charlie and Addie. Um, we, we just gave him the name Charlie cause we needed to call him something. So I mean like, <laughs> hi dog, come here. Um, but yeah, we grew super attached to him and we didn't hear anything from the owners or see anything from them. And, you know, we were checking in with all these different avenues. We were constantly checking online forums and Craigslist and Facebook and looking in neighborhoods and constantly, um, you know, checking in with animal control and shelters and seeing if anyone had called looking for this dog. Um, and we just didn't see anything. So, 
you know, um, this past weekend we were kind of like, well, you know, I, I guess they're not going to surface at this point because it's been about a week, almost a week. And I know if it was our dogs, then we would have been freaking out. And, you know, the same day we would have just been exploring every avenue and just going insane trying to find our dog. And I knew how, how what we would do. So I think maybe based on that, I was just assuming that they would have done the same thing. Um, anyway, so the week was wonderful. I definitely got off track, though, with um, my own productivity because all of my attention and energy sort of went into the puppy. I'm like, yay, puppy, let's do all this stuff. Let's go on a hike unless you did it. So it was fun. But, um, yeah, my productivity was definitely off. I still did work out. Um, you know, I still checked in with my customers and my coaches and all of that. But I would have been more productive had the puppy not been around. Because, you know, I'm like waking up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, wait, why am I up? Oh, hi, puppy. Let's take you out. And then, you know, just he's so cute and cuddly and everything. And But, yeah, so productivity was off. And then daylight savings really threw me daylight off. Daylight savings oh has been a little God. bit of a... Mm. It's still messing with me yeah <laughs> I losing an hour is just not fair <laughs> I want it back you yeah. know when you're trying to make yourself wake up at 5 a.m. for kind of no apparent reason <laughs> you know it's not like I have to be somewhere like I'm doing it for me and my own goals <laughs> and my own decisions so it's like I'm doing it voluntarily so it makes it pretty hard when it still feels like it's 4 a.m. yes yeah to, to peel yourself out of bed at that time Anyway, so um, then yesterday, so today is Thursday that we record this. I know you won't be listening to this probably until Monday unless you're on our Facebook live stream. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so yesterday, Wednesday night, my friend contacted me, the same one that found the puppy, and said she was walking her dog in the neighborhood where she found the puppy originally and that there were now flyers up. Uh, so, of course, we were like, oh, God. <laughs> Well, I guess we have to contact them. So I sent them an email, you know, and kind of told them how everything had gone for us and, you know, assured them that he had been very well cared for and really become a part of our family. And, I mean, I grew super attached to him. And he was also very attached to me, um, which is nice because my other dog, Addie, really loves my husband. Like, I mean, she, she loves me too, but... If we were both burning in a building, she would definitely save him before me in a heartbeat. <laughs> if she would come back and save me at all. She'd probably save me like, all right, let's go. We survived. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was nice, you know, having this little puppy being, like, just really in love with me and all like, oh, you know, constantly wanting my attention. And, I mean, he's a lot of work as well. He's a puppy. Um but anyway, so late last night, we ended up having to return him to his owners, which was really, really tough. Um, you know, like sitting here talking about it right now, I'm kind of able to separate myself from those emotions, like the emotional side of it, and I can just talk about it. Um, but yeah, it was very emotional. So that was kind of, that happened kind of late last night. We uh, returned him to his owners, and... Uh, yeah, I just, I ended up staying up super late, just crying. <laughs> I was up till like 3 a.m. Because I don't know, I'm one of those people that like when I cry, it, 
makes it so I can't sleep. Like, I'm not, like, it's not like I cry and that makes me tired. And then I'm like, oh, to cry myself to sleep. No, I, like, cry myself awake. <laughs> so, yeah, I was up to, like, 3 a.m. Just like, oh, I can't sleep. I'm so sad. He's not here to cuddle with me. Um, so that was my week. And, but that brings me to a little bit of my point, which comes back to this whole fear thing. So... Of course, yes, there's a sadness of, like, letting go of this puppy. But as I was sitting there crying in my bed at 2 (laughs) a.m., you know, I started going back deep down into, like, this hole of um, all these old emotions of, like, inadequacy and self-confidence issues. And I know it's kind of strange, like, how does having to give a dog back to his owners um, bring all that up? But for me, it's just kind of... It goes back to this feeling of just that I'm, like, not worthy of love, sort of, because, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, like, the dog that we have right now doesn't really love me that much, and we had this dog that I felt like finally loved me, and I felt this love from him and whatever, and, um, but then we had to give him away, and, you know, and I, like, it's not something that I struggle with too much on a daily basis with where I am right now just because I've put a lot of work into my own self-confidence and loving myself um but you know when sadness strikes like all of those old emotions can kind of just come up and you sort of can revert back to maybe a previous version of yourself and how you used to be so you know I used to always talk very negatively to myself and there's just a lot of you know, mean self-talk that happened all the time, and that was just my my regular, um, my huge. So, uh, yeah, but I was just thinking more and more about it last night as I was all weepy. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm so not a crier, so when I cry, it's like, okay, you know I'm sad. <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, you have the ugly cry face. I don't, you know, I, ooh, yeah. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Okay, um, but yeah, so I'm like sitting there and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, why do I always revert back to this when I somehow feel like I've been abandoned by someone or something and, you know, I was just thinking, it brought me back to back when I was like, you know, nine years old and my dad set us down for this meeting and told all of us that, um, you know, he was leaving my mom and they were going to be splitting up and he said that he had tried to love her for 26 years, but that he doesn't love her and he's not able to love her and blah, 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 blah. So, um, for some reason, like, it's interesting how things from your childhood can really stick with you and certain things like that. So, honestly, I think from then, like, I just kind of had this, like, thought or feeling or concept that, like, I'm my mother's daughter. If she's not able to be loved, then why would anyone be able to love me? Like, outside of, you know, like, immediate family or whatever. It's, like, this deep feeling of just not being worthy of love. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a, a very messy, like, root thing that sometimes comes up now and then in my own self-confidence battle. Um, 
Yeah, and I think, you know, that it's affected a lot of decisions that I've made in my life, I think. You know, this fear of no one will ever love me, so if I get some love from someone somewhere, then it's like, I need to latch onto it, like, oh my god, wait, someone is showing me love. I need to not let them, like, start disliking me, because I need to hold on to them loving me, because what if they just don't one day? Um, So, yeah, but it's like, all of that it's just fear. Like, it's this fear of being alone and being abandoned and not being loved. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, and it's interesting how, like, just something that triggers, like, a sadness can, like, kind of make you reflect and realize all of these things. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of able to come back to realizing how the fear of that had affected a lot of my decisions throughout my life. Um, and just how important it is to find love within yourself mm-hmm. and to learn to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, then you can't accept love from other people anyway, even right. if they're giving it to you. It's like you can't recognize it. You can't accept it because you don't feel worthy. Um, yeah, so... Um, I know we have some questions from listeners that we're going to go over today, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that real quick. So Mm -hmm. Sherry, I don't know if you have anything that you want to um, mention on that before we go to our questions. Definitely. I think, um, like you said, when you, when that fear sets in and that feeling of not being able to actually love ourselves, that's really where it all begins. It, I mean, it's like, that is the journey, but when we're younger, we don't always necessarily understand what's going on at that time. But then as we start to get older and we start to move on with our life, when we find that we get blocked or we start to have these feelings or these emotions, then it's taking time to figure out what is the root cause of those feelings that you're having at that moment. And honestly, like that is when the work starts to begin. And it, and it can affect us at different times in our life. It's not like you have to be in your 40s or 50s to start doing your own personal work. There's many things that affect us when we're really young that, uh, unfortunately, there's many things that affect, affect us when we're young and then as we start to get into our 20s, 30s, and so on, they really start to create negative patterns. Mm-hmm. And then we act out in different ways of maybe it's drinking too much or doing drugs or smoking or, um, or you know, whatever sex addiction or using your body in ways to feel better. I mean, there's many things that we create these patterns and they're not always the healthiest patterns, but it's because of things that have happened to us in the past or that feeling that we're not good enough or we don't love ourselves enough. So as we go into today's topic a little bit deeper, confidence and fear, you know, um, really just understanding that we're the only person, us as an individual, that can make those changes you know it doesn't matter how many times someone tells you how beautiful you are how amazing you are you're the best wife or you're the best girlfriend Mm -hmm. if you don't feel it inside none of that matters absolutely so um so let's actually go this is a really great question that came in it's actually for you harmony um and the question says it's obviously someone that's been following you it says i've been following you in your journey for a while and i am amazed I've been, excuse me, I've been following, I've been following, okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Sherry, 
and I'm just learning to read. I'm <laughs> just learning to read. <laughs> I've been following your journey for a while on social media, and I love what you share. I am amazed that it looks like you don't wear makeup when you talk about your past experiences with your skin. So, I think this is a fantastic question, especially yeah. about confidence. And I know yeah. you do share a lot of this on your social media. It's a huge part of your story and absolutely who you are and what you're all about and what you love. Yeah. Oh man. So that's like a, a super tough one um, because I definitely lived the majority of my life where so much of my life actually revolved around like I need to wake up early enough so that I can put on my makeup. Like if I was away at a camp or staying at someone's house or something, I would wake up before everyone to make sure that I could have time to wash my face because, of course, I had this, like, 10-step system <laughs> for my face that I had to do where I do, like, a cleanser and a toner and then a this and a that and a that and that. And then it ends with a moisturizer. And, oh, my God, my face is going to be great, but it still sucked. Anyway, um, so I had to set aside time for doing all of that. And then I had to put on, like, my pounds of makeup so, I mean, really, when I look back at pictures from, like, high school and stuff, oh, God, like, I look so cakey, and it's bad. And even into adulthood, like, I continued to wear makeup. Like, yes, I changed brands. I tried to do more natural ones and, um, you know, some that didn't necessarily cover as well. But, honestly, I, I did a pretty good job of covering up. And, you know, acne can get really, really red at times. So, sometimes you have to put a lot of makeup on it and a lot of layers um, but it's really like, it becomes like this mask and this security blanket that it's like, if anyone sees me without my makeup, they are no longer going to think of me the same way. Like I'm mm -hmm. suddenly going to be like demonized. I'm suddenly going to become this like disgusting person to them and they're no longer going to love me. And it, it goes back to that same thing I was saying earlier, but it's like, it becomes, oh my goodness, like I was so dependent on my makeup and I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would be able to go out in public without wearing makeup. So when my skin got crazy bad in 2014, um, I honestly, I tried not to wear makeup now and then and not when I was seeing people that I knew, but just like on the weekends if I was going to the grocery store or something, like I tried not to wear makeup because I wanted my skin to heal really badly. Um, and that was tough. And you know, people do kind of look at you, but at the same time, it's kind of interesting doing that because people don't actually treat you any differently. Mm. Like, it's kind of interesting seeing how you get treated the same way. Um, and one of the things that I kind of had to do when my skin started getting better, but even now, like my skin isn't 100% perfect. Like I have, you know, some hyperpigmentation and I have some scarring and especially like the texture of my skin is just never going to be super wonderful because I have really deep scars from just having acne really my whole life and also picking my pimples for forever. Um, you know, so, and that's, I don't expect that to go away, but there sort of becomes this point where like your skin hits a certain level where it's like pretty good, but it's not perfect. And it's like, I kind of just had to decide like, okay, I'm just gonna try this. Like I, right now, and it's like, I would just put on my eye makeup. And I, I did this a couple of times where I put on my eye makeup and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try not wearing foundation or any cover up or anything like on my skin. 
And then I would get halfway to work and be like, oh, dear God, I can't do it. And, like, <laughs> just cover it up. <laughs> um, but then one thing that helped me a lot was actually just getting out in the sun a lot because mm. getting my skin more tan made the red not as obvious. So that kind of started me on, like, a good path to being, like, trying, attempting not to wear foundation or concealer or cover-up. So having my skin more tan covered some redness, and then that started it. And then as, you know, the tan started to fade, I was like, okay, I kind of, like, have to decide if I'm going to keep doing this. And there have been some days where... Like, I've been kind of broken out and been like, okay, like, I need to cover a little bit and put on, I put on, like, a little bit of my powder foundation, which is, like, all natural. Um, But honestly, it was partially just a decision of, like, okay, I'm gonna just try this. Like, I, I need, this is something that I really want. I want to be able to not wear makeup on my skin. So I'm just going to give it a try and see what happens. And the thing is, no one treats you differently. It's really interesting because as someone with acne, like you have this deep-seated belief that if you're not wearing this on your face, then your entire life is going to change and no one that likes you is going to like you anymore. And just like, yeah, that people will no longer think that you're attractive or, you know, just all of these concepts that go along with it. Um, And I at least personally didn't find that people treated me differently which helped a lot. So like part of the advice I can give with that is just try. And I know it is scary as hell, but maybe like if you're not seeing people that you know necessarily, or if you're just seeing family, try it. Try just putting on eye makeup or try not wearing any makeup. Um, Try going out in the sun. Try getting used to taking pictures of yourself without it. And the more and more and more and more that you do, you know, take it in baby steps if you need to. Maybe just try switching to, like, instead of really caking on your makeup and really, really covering it, you know, your pigmentation or whatever really well, maybe just try using, like, a a lighter natural foundation or powder instead of doing, like, all of the layers. You know, take it gradually. And I'm not saying one day go from, like, caked on face to no makeup woohoo like it's not gonna work like that but just go at your own pace and test the waters for yourself because I know it's really really hard and um you know so much these days is is all about how our faces look and how we look and that's one of the things that's so tough about acne is it's on your face you can't really hide it the most you can do to try to hide it is putting on makeup um but putting the makeup on is going to make your skin worse also is one thing to keep in mind. So it's not going to help your skin heal any faster or any better. Um, and I mean, really, if you want to be true to yourself, you don't want to have to be putting on this mask every day and you don't want to have to feel like you have no choice but to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think honestly, that's my biggest advice there. Just try switching to a natural powder foundation where the cover where there's less coverage Um, and just take it gradually. Try to get out into the sun with your bare face as often as possible because, again, like, tanning kind of helps. First of all, it's amazing for you. Like, um, the vitamin D is so, so essential for skin health, and it's just, yeah, the vitamin D is essential for skin health and just amazing for you in general. 
Um, and yeah, like it just, it helps cover all of that up. And then from there, you know, you gauge, maybe some days you will wear a foundation. Maybe some days you can get away with not wearing foundation, but it helps to heal your skin as well. And it helps to heal you emotionally, which helps your stress levels and your hormones. And it's just a, you know, it's, it's a nice healing process that's possible. You just kind of have to take that first step in, um, but that also, once you started to heal and you started to share your story, that's really how you started to build confidence. Absolutely. And being able Absolutely. to share that with other people, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's like, you see that no one's like, oh, you have one pimple. So like now, you know, like maybe I have like, you know, I get, I get random pimples. It's not like I never, ever get a pimple. I don't get them often, but it still happens. And I don't cover them up. Unless I'm doing like a photo shoot or I have a performance, that's different. Like I have to wear a bunch of makeup. Even if you don't have skin problems, you have to wear makeup for those things. So it's like, you know, it's a choice when it comes down to it. And once you hit a certain level of comfort and confidence after repeatedly doing this, you'll be able to like have a small breakout or like, you know, have little pimples and not even worry about it because yeah. you know that it doesn't define you. And when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter at all. But it takes a long time getting there. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Just take some baby steps, you know? But it's, a, I mean, it's a great journey to share. And I it mean, is. even with all it your is. followers and stuff, you know, you really get to um, deal with, I don't want to say a younger generation, but, you know, there's a lot of times when people have acne, it is a younger generation. And, you know, that's when, that's when I think we're in a critical stage phase in our life because as you're moving through middle school or high school and then you you know are moving into your early 20s this is like when we're starting to create that um like we're really starting to develop our personality and mm -hmm. and how we want to feel and how we think that we should look and feel because we are you know consumed by magazines and social media and this and that so you really get to appeal to a really amazing generation and just being able to to change people's lives at that age and you know I mean that that's really what I love I mean that's what I love about your story I love that about your journey I love that about what you share because you yeah. could have really honestly have decided you know like this isn't even a path that you wanted to go down or even share that part of your life oh, yeah. you know it was terrifying when I did it was so scary so so scary um, and when I took my before photos I never had an intention of sharing them dear god no like, I did it just because I had trouble keeping track of where my skin was. It was just so bad all the time that I was like, is it getting any better? Is mm. it getting worse? So that's why I started taking pictures for myself so that I could see if it was, if any changes were happening whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I think what's interesting though is the people that I deal with the most are these like adults who you feel like once you're an adult, you shouldn't have acne. And you're like, what the hell? Why do I still have acne? And that's how it was for me as well, you know. And I talk to a lot of mothers who have, you know, that are nursing or they're weaning their children off of nursing. And, you know, all the hormonal changes that go along with that, it gives them some bad acne. Um, I talk to, you know, definitely a lot of people with PCOS because hormones are just, you know, crazy when it comes to acne. So... As adults, you just feel like you shouldn't have to deal with it anymore. But unfortunately, you know, that's not always the case. And yeah. It can be hard. 
Because it makes you feel like, you're like, man, I'm like back to being a, a teen with all this crap on my face. <laughs> what is this? But it's actually so normal. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's pretty much all that I have to share yeah. on that. Um, it's hard to find confidence when you have acne on your face. It is. Um, but it's doable. Just with time and patience and forgiveness and loving yourself and all of that. And putting yourself out there. Yeah, kind of like you said, you know, being willing to share your journey and put it yeah. out there for people to help people helps so much. Oh my goodness, it makes a huge difference. It definitely helps to boost your confidence. Definitely. I mean, yeah, because that's the thing. I mean, it's it's easy to share a journey or a story when it's, you, you know, when like everything's complete. positive all the time. Complete, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to share it when, you know, you've been there and done that and you know what it's done for you, but that's when it's so critical. That's when it's so important yeah. because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, like that. that's really what you want to teach people. It doesn't matter you know, if it's our skin or if it's addiction or whatever it is, like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, Absolutely. Um, it might take a little bit to get there. It takes some work to get there, but it's a hundred percent doable. Um, yeah. so I, you know, that's just one of those things. It's always just keeping that in the back of, you know, in the back of our minds that, right. you know, there's always a solution to, yeah. to everything that we're moving through. Yes. Doable and worth the effort. You know, absolutely. Like, don't take the easy way out. It's not going to help you in the long run. Yeah, it's worth the effort to do it the right way. Absolutely, and you know, it's even just when you when when you don't have that confidence and you feel that things are never going to change, and you have that constant state of you're in that constant state of negativity. That in itself starts to trigger certain things with the body, and you know whether it's acne or not. You know, well, it actually leads us into. Um, what we're going to talk about as well is, is fear. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we did yes. have another question, um, which is, the question is, how can I become more self-aware when I feel fear setting in? So that's a fantastic question. How can I become more self-aware when I feel fear setting in? Because here's the thing with fear. When fear starts to set in, a lot of times you have to think, you know, we have to think about the ego. So if you're in any situation, you know, you, you know that feeling if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do something right or if you're going to do something wrong. Then you also know that situation where you're like, I want to, you know, I want to train for a marathon or I, I, I want to start a business. Whatever it is, something that gets you excited and you're like, yes, like I'm gonna do this, I have it mapped out, I have my game plan, I set my goals, I'm motivated, and then all of a sudden, it's that voice in the back of your head that's saying, who do you think you are that you can run a marathon? You're not skinny enough to run a marathon, you've never been a runner, you've never even ran a mile, you can't do that, and all of a sudden, it's like this little voice, and it's over and over and over again, and then before you know it, you're like, well, I'm not gonna do that. And honestly, it's like, ego is really what starts to create fear. And fear is just really, it's, um, well, I've, well, I've talked about this on another podcast, you know, it's false evidence appearing real. It's just, um, they're not real thoughts. It's just, it's just your ego making you feel those thoughts. And, you know, honestly, fear is just one of those things. I mean, fear and confidence really tie into one another. How can you let go of fear so you can feel more confident? And it really goes back to, you have to do your own work. 
You know, this isn't work that anybody else can do for you. And I know that term, and I'll probably say it if we podcast together for the next 15 years, I'll probably (laughs) say that every single week because all of these topics that we'll probably cover every single week, it always comes back to us. And I think that's like where the name came about, discovering you. Yep. That's really what this is all about, like discovering you. What, What is it that you need to do to get yourself to a point in your life where you do feel good. You do feel confident. You feel good in your body. You feel good. Um, you, you love how your skin looks. You, you, know, you feel healthy. Your skin's glowing. Your relationship's great. You, know, you have a good sex life. You love your kids. Um, whatever it might be. And, and no one else can do this for us. You know, it's your journey. It's, and whatever, whatever it is that you need to do to get there, you know, whether it's through self-help books, whether it's through personal development, whether it's hitting your yoga mat. I mean, do you know how many issues in my life I have solved by like getting on my yoga mat? You know, I've practiced yoga for 15 years. I've meditated, you know, and, and when I first started, you know, for, for me, yoga was very physical. It didn't, I didn't bring the emotional part or the spiritual part into my practice. Because I really didn't know any different. I was young. But with that being said, as, as time went on and I started to develop more skills and I started to learn more and I started to educate myself more, I mean, it's like my yoga mat has been like my best friend. It's, it's like that you, you, you're, it's amazing when you can physically get to your mat, whether you just sit there and you meditate or you just move your body. Movement in general just starts to, um, it not only makes you feel good, but it starts to build confidence. It's amazing like how many different things that we can do in our life that that builds confidence. And I won't go on too much longer, but you know, it's kind of one of these things, you know, write a list out and write out what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. Because we all have strengths. I mean, we, we might act like we're not confident in anything in our life and that's just a bunch of BS. Like, we all feel good about certain things. Maybe you're a great cook. Maybe you, um, you, you know, maybe you are super into fitness and you always have been. Maybe you're an awesome runner and you're super fast. I mean, you know, you, we all have things in our life that we know that we're good at. Maybe you think you've got the best butt, the bluest eyes. I mean, who, who knows what it is? But then we also have areas in our life that we know that we struggle or that we might fall short. And then it's like taking those strengths and taking those weaknesses, and then it's like finding the balance. And honestly, like that's, you know, for me, when I'm super spot on with everything, like in a week or in my life, it's because I can find this balance. But when I'm not, like my weaknesses will take me down many, many times, you know? And, and I mean, an addiction is definitely one of them. It's like, you know, and, and that's the ego that like, starts to talk to me and it's just one of these things that I struggle with and I and I've always struggled with it and but when I'm aware of it and I acknowledge it and I don't I don't allow myself to judge myself I can find that balance and I can move through whatever's making me feel like I need to go there that day okay so take time to find that balance in life because really confidence is just about being balanced as well. It's about being motivated, thinking about what motivates you, what drives you, what inspires you. Take what those are. Those are probably a lot of what actually are your strengths. And then utilize that stuff like a superhero 
And then allow that to... <laughs> gotta love the chihuahuas. Facebook Live's amazing. <laughs> uh, and then... And then allow that to balance out your weaknesses. So what do you have to add to that? I know that... Absolutely. I mean, yeah, so much of that is just so just so on point. Like, really, we all have... Like, no one is perfect. And even just the word perfect, like, perfection is an opinion. Yeah. You know, something that's perfect to one person someone else has problems with. So... It's like we all have these strengths and these weaknesses and we have to find this balance between them mm-hmm. constantly. And it's when we're balanced that our life really flows. Um, and I mean, really the only thing that I have to add to that, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, is like, you know, how you let that fear consume you and how you let that fear control your actions and how you let that fear control your life. Mm-hmm. Really? And, you know, your ego. Ugh. That damn ego. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, honestly, it's like with the fear, <laughs> with the fear thing. Now, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've made some really bad decisions out of fear. But with that being said, they were fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that ego, that pesky little ego, even though you know you're doing something wrong at the time, it's a really good idea. <laughs> So I'm a big believer, and you know you gotta learn from your mistakes as oh, well. Yeah. We yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. we don't wake up every day and just be like, everything's so great. And I'm I am perfect. Gonna... Because <laughs> you gotta live a little too, right? Definitely. <laughs> and I mean, but then there's also times that like you make a decision from fear, and then after the fact you're like, oh my god. <laughs> You're like, that was dumb. What was I thinking? <laughs> and it's funny how, like, once you start looking for that fear and, like, trying to look for how it's affecting your life, you're like, hey, I was scared there. <laughs> That's why I was, like, a pansy and I didn't do what I should have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. And, um, yeah, there's, like, this quote from this book, and I don't remember what book it is or who wrote it, but it says... Something to the effect of, you know, when you feel that feeling of fear or butterflies in your stomach or something makes you kind of, like, nervous, like, instead of taking that as a sign of, okay, I need to not do this because you're afraid, take it as a sign of, all right, I'm scared of that. I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, and just learning how to react differently when that fear response comes up. You know, so it's like the first thing you have to do is, realize that it's happening instead of just being on autopilot like most of us are 24-7. You know, you just constantly act and react and act and react. Um, But it's like recognizing, hey, I'm afraid right now and my ego is messing with me. Um, And then, yeah, being like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Am I going to push past that fear and do something about it? and grow my life or am I going to let the fear consume me? It's a choice. It's so true. It is. And it ties into also, I love one of these lessons that, that Gabby Bernstein teaches and she talks about, um, she talks about, you know, so a lot of times even with confidence or fear, it makes us feel helpless. It's like sometimes it can take you down to your knees. But the lesson is, is when you're having that day and you're feeling helpless and you're not feeling good about yourself, 
what's the one thing you should do? You should help someone else. And I, I, that to me is like the most beautiful message. Yeah, because we all have days where we don't feel good or we don't feel confident or we do fear, feel fearful. Say that three times fast. Fear, fearful. <laughs> feel fearful. Yeah. Not nope. a big F-bomb at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, if we could. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, when you don't feel good about something in your life and you're, you're having that day, help someone else. If you feel yes. helpless, help someone. That's what I kept thinking about today and last night, being in like this sad funk about the dog and giving the dog back. I kept being like, okay, this is the (laughs) message I need to get across. And ironically, I completely forgot it once I got here, but I kept thinking about like, I'm not feeling good right now. I need to do something for someone else. Last night I was feeling really sad, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm not feeling good. I need to do something for someone. So like I made my husband dinner. It didn't help that much, but, you know, I was like, hey, I'm putting in, I'm at least doing, I'm going through the motions. I'm doing the action of doing something for someone else in whatever way. Like, it doesn't have to be some huge grand gesture. You don't have to, like, go and volunteer at a homeless shelter and, like, you know, save babies. Like, it doesn't have to be some crazy heroic thing. Just even something small, doing something for someone else. Because, like, you could have went home and say you could have drank a bottle or two bottles exactly. of wine and then woke up today exactly. feeling worse. But instead, and you made dinner. Yes. He was happy. Yes. It made you feel good. Yes. And then here I am podcasting. And the thing that's been interesting is that normally I would have those cravings when I'm sad. I'm like, oh, God, I need wine. I need chocolate. I need everything. I need to eat all of the food. <laughs> and I need to watch Hulu and Netflix for the rest of my life and stay in bed <laughs> while doing so. But instead... Like, I actually haven't even been craving, like, I haven't, last night I was like, meh, I'm not in the mood to drink, I don't, I don't feel like, like, I was sad, yes, but I didn't feel like I needed to drown my sorrows in a glass or a bottle of wine, (laughs) um, and I didn't feel like I needed to eat a bunch of sweets, or even a bunch of food or carbs, like, yeah, you know, despite being sad, that element wasn't there, and it hasn't been there today either, which is strange, um, Instead, granted, granted, right, yet. It is St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day, by the way, everybody. I mean, I'm not saying I might not have a drink later, but it won't be from a place of sadness. It'll be like, hey, it's St. Patty's Day. I want a drink. You know, um, yeah, so it's just, it's it's really interesting that, that, yeah, you brought that up, you know, and how just taking the effort and taking the time to do something for someone else can really change your responses to your own life. And it really helps get you out of that funk. Um, And I was going to say something else as well, but I can't remember. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I'm I'm sure everyone will survive. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Do you have anything else to add today? Well, if I could remember what else I was going to say, then I would, but I can't, so I guess no. (laughs) (laughs) This is just my brain right now. I'm definitely still like a little bit off from from everything. Oh, I remember. So I didn't go crazy and like binge eat, which is a, a thing that I typically do. So I didn't like binge eat or drink or anything like that. But I did take some extra time this morning. Like we're recording a little bit later than we usually do right now because I was like, hey, Sherry, I need to take some time and make myself breakfast. Because I was going to leave the house and I was just going to drink my shake and like 
you know, be in a rush and whatever. And then I was like, no, like I need to do something for myself right now. So I made some healthy paleo blueberry pancakes, <laughs> you know, that are easy to make. I made myself some paleo pancakes and I made myself some bacon and I only made three pancakes. Like I have the rest of the batter sitting in the fridge because it wasn't about like making a whole bunch of pancakes and spending this time in the kitchen or whatever. No, like I was trying to be fast, but also like I needed to do a little bit of something for myself and yeah. just like making those pancakes and eating them and eating my, my bacon, like I felt so much better afterwards. I was like, okay, I can actually go and podcast right now. Because before that I was like, I don't know if I can get through the podcast without crying. <laughs> I just keep on crying like a little baby. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so like, you know, doing something for other people and also doing little kind things for yourself, for yourself. as well. And like drinking a bottle of wine is not being kind to yourself. Binge eating a bunch of food is not being kind to yourself. At like, I'm sorry, it's not. Like, yes, there are times where it feels like that's what we need. And, you know, I'm not even saying that you should never, ever do that if... I mean, it's not it's not a healthy habit, but it happens. Yeah. We're human. You know, things happen. Um, but if you can take the time out to do something for someone else also do something kind for yourself you know make sure that you're still taking care of yourself even Mm -hmm. when you're going through those hard times still working out still eating well um you know just still doing things to take care of yourself um there is one more thing I wanted to just touch on really quickly before we sign off for today um and that's about a group that I am hosting and it's starting in April it's starting on April 1st so um I personally just felt like I needed a little bit of a reset with my own diet. So I think most of you know that I follow a paleo diet. Um, But, you know, I definitely go through periods where I'm not extremely strict. So I'll let myself have quite a bit of rice or, um, you know, brown rice noodles, always gluten-free. But just not, you know, super heavy with my veggies or, you know, whatever. Just not, quote-unquote, paleo-perfect. So... Uh, a whole 30 is pretty much 30 days of doing very strict paleo, um, but I am going to also be drinking vegan Shakeology and we'll be working out doing Pio, which is just my favorite workout program. Honestly, for me, it's like my soulmate workout. It's a mixture of um, low impact cardio, Pilates, and yoga, and it's set to fun music, and like everything goes with the music, so it's almost a little <laughs> bit like you're dancing, but not, and it's like such a hard workout, and you just feel so good after doing Pio. There's a bunch of stretching in there and stuff too, and anyway, I just love Pio, and so my group in April, it's called Wholesome April, because we're doing a Paleo Whole 30. We're drinking vegan Shakeology, and we're going to be doing Pio. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm going to be fully participating in this one as well. Sometimes I just run the groups and I don't participate, depending upon what I have going on. Um, but last time I did a Paleo Whole30 group, it was just, it was awesome. Like, people lost a bunch of weight, and everyone was feeling really good, and it was a lot of fun. We did pretty much the same thing, but we did Insanity instead of mm-hmm. Pio. Um but I think Pio is going to be a little bit more doable for more people. Because insanity, I mean, it's insane. Like, it's called yeah. insanity for a reason. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm really, really excited. And I already have a couple people who have signed up for it. Um, so if you want more information on that, you can always, you know, find me at, on the Paleo Ballerina. You can email me. 
um, paleoballerina at gmail.com or find me on Facebook or Instagram. Pretty much just search the Paleo Ballerina. Um, and yeah, I'd love to have you join me if you're interested. And I know, Sherry, you're running some groups right now as well. Or you have one coming up soon. I have one coming up, and then I also have um, my May Cause Miracles. So this is a- this starts April 11th, if you're not familiar with this. So I'm level one and two certified by Gabby Bernstein. She's my teacher, mentor, and a friend. And I love teaching this course. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun. And if confidence and fear is something that you really struggle with, then, you know, I would really encourage you to grab this book and go through the course. You know, 40 days, it's not an easy thing. Just like the whole 30s, not easy. It's commitment. And it's really like, you know, where are you at in your life and what is it that you need? What will serve you to get you to where you need to be in your life, to be in that place of living healthy, feeling confident, feeling fearless, feeling free, and just feeling whole. You know, so we both have lots of cool things going on. We we run different. That's the thing with Harmony. We we have we we have a lot of similarities, but we have so many differences, and we always run you know different things. So um, that that's what I love about the balance between her and I. Absolutely. So yes, her your starts April first. Yes, mine's starting April first, and it's I mean it's a full blown program commitment. You know, there's all of these aspects because it's the diet side there's the exercise yeah you know so it's really kind of just and this is the lifestyle that I live so it's almost like hey try this lifestyle out for 30 days yeah it's a month it's a month out of your life I I feel like that's doable yeah of course there's hard days but yeah it's so so worth it to at least try and same thing with may cause miracles like you know, Sherry is the one that told me about May Cause Miracles, and it's been amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I've been doing it on my own. I haven't been going through the course with her, um, but, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience, and so worth it. And with both of these, you know, it's really, there's something to be said about a community setting. Yes. Because it's very hard to create radical change or, you know, create shifts in your life when you're trying to do it on your own. So like with Harmony's group, it's fitness, it's wellness, it's nutrition, it's motivation. With something like May Cause Miracles, this is more if you are really looking to dive into meditation, looking to let go of fear, looking to stop listening to ego, you're really trying to cultivate that unlimited happiness. So, uh, um, you know, they're both exciting things in April and it's just, uh, you know, as we get rid of this wintertime season, there's a reason that we feel that heaviness, that that kind of that feeling of you want to hibernate and be in your big sweaters and under blankets watching Netflix. The, the season is meant to make us feel like that. But as you start to move into spring, that's when the body physically starts to go into transformation. Not only is the season creating a shift, but our bodies are physically going through a shift as well. Things start to bloom. Colors start to become brighter. You know, we go through winter time where, you know, we don't, we don't really get a lot of natural sun. I mean, this is the time we want to start being out, getting that healthy, fresh vitamin D. Like all these little things start to make us feel better. So, you know, embrace the spring season, you know, check her out on the Paleo Ballerina. You can find me under Sherry Matthews. We both have, you know, our business pages. You can reach us through Discovering You Podcast. Um, we're on Instagram and yeah, Facebook Live. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I hope we'll see some of you maybe in some of you know these groups. We always have 
new groups every month and new stuff going on and um, we'll try to keep you all as up to date as possible when we do these podcasts. Sometimes we forget to update you on what we have going on in our own personal, you know, coaching and wellness businesses. But uh, we'll, we'll try to keep you guys up to date because I think this is a pretty good way to sort of let you all know what we have going on since we're on so many different platforms. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... So next week, though. Let's yeah. Talk oh, yeah. About it. So next week, episode yes. five is... Um, it's going to be all about embracing change. Yes. Oh my goodness. Change. It's, it's one of those tough things, you know, but we all deal with change in our lives. Change is really constant. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you've read the book, Who Moved My Cheese, it's really like (laughs) the epitome of what we'll be discussing. No, not really. (laughs) Um, but that, that book is all about change. So we're definitely going to be discussing change next week. I think we're both pretty excited to talk about it. Um, Please send us your questions and, you know, topic ideas for future weeks as well are always welcome. Uh, you can email us at discoveringyoupodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on our Facebook like page, Discovering You Podcast, um, as well as Instagram, Discovering You Podcast. And I believe we're going to be on um, Twitter and Periscope mm-hmm. within the next few days as well as Discovering You Podcast. So, you know, same thing, just search Discovering You Podcast. Uh, if we're on that platform, you'll be able to find us under that. So, yes, questions, topic yeah. ideas, really just even if you have comments, concerns, feedback, anything, we love to hear from you guys and we love to interact with you. Um, and again, we're here for you. You know, we're putting this content out there for you and hoping to help you and your life and help um you know, add some value to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing with the topic next week, embracing change. Uh, so th- that topic can be very broad, but really kind of bring it. We're going to tap on a, a handful of layers to that change that maybe things that we experienced as a child, uh, you know, um, and that we had to, you know, as we got older, maybe it's something we didn't want to stay doing that we had to do as a family. Embracing change can be maybe you're on a certain path in life and no one in your life is supporting you, your family or your friends, because they just don't understand. So think about that. Um, Embracing change, like where are you trying to create change now or where have you tried to create change in the past and you felt like nobody was really there to understand or to support you or you feel like you didn't have guidance? It's um, It's gonna be a really awesome topic. Yes, yeah, so it's embracing change not only for you, but also for those around you. Yes. And how the changes that you go through affect them and, you know, just how to get through it all, really. So, yeah, I think on that note, we're uh, ready to wrap it up for today, and I think we'll have a few words from our sponsors that are coming through for those of you listening on the podcast and for those of you on Facebook Live. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual and we will see you all again next week for episode five thank you (laughs) bye Bye -bye. (laughs) now a word from our sponsors need a storyteller look no further davina speaks is eager and dedicated to bring your project to life a theatrical degree paired with natural gifts davina is a voiceover talent established by voices for all recordings are created in a private at-home studio for fast quality, and flexible productions. Davina Speaks upholds professional yet personal endeavors, thrilled to collaborate within your final input. Stop by davinaspeaks.com and send a message with Discovering You as the subject for a special discount.